Welcome to Breakpoint Podcast, a show that dedicates itself to the best racket sport in the world. For the most extensive tennis podcast, let's join Ryan Tennyson, Josh Campbell, Joel Fritchie, and your host, Val The second major of the year is upon us, and as always, the opening round of Roland Garros has dished up some shock results and upsets, with a defending champion and many other top seeds falling, along with no Australian men progressing to the second round for the first time in many years. We're going to bring you all the latest French Open news on the 100th episode of Breakpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Val Febo, and what an exciting day this is. We finally made it 100 episodes, started nearly three years ago. We've got party hats here in the studio. Joel is trying to put his... In every which direction, I don't know what he's trying to do. But uh, Joel, how are you? I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by this hat. I'm I'm just trying to work out so some mathematics behind it. So I've bought party hats from the Woolworths, and uh, he's he's he didn't want to wear it, but now he's just he can't stop staring at it. This yeah. it's actually quite distracting. I should have I should have it's, taken it's, it off him. It's it's like a multi use cone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's oh, whatever. Joel I'm putting Fr- it down now. Let's talk tennis. <laughs> Joel Frucci, everybody. And Josh Campbell is also here, and he's he's just making noise everywhere. He's strangely, absolute nuisance today. Strangely, this has been one of our better intros. Yeah, it has. How are you, Josh? I'm pretty good. I'm disappointed that there's just... We're like three days in, and already there's just no interest from an Australian supporter anymore, apart from really... Oh well, the women's well, side. The women's side good. isn't bad, but on the men's side, it's terrible. Well, the women's side has been good, but what we'll do, we've got plenty to get through. Plenty of Roland Garros news. We'll also recap what happened last week very quickly. Rankings update for what happened. There were a few moves, so we'll talk about those towards the end of the show and our highlights of a hundred episodes and what have been our favourite moments as a team and and what have been our favourite tennis stories as well over the last three years. Do not touch that hat again, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won't. I saw you. Uh, uh, I don't trust it. He touched it. There we go. Um, we'll get, geez, this has been a really strong start, guys. Uh, men's draw now at Roland Garros. Uh, it's been it's been an okay start. I boring. Guess. It has it I has agree. been a little bit. It's boring been boring. And, a little bit. The French the French Open has been probably the least exciting Grand Slam of the four for many times. To- for most, many years. The now. most interesting so far would have been Nadal getting pushed because I think everyone expected him to be clean. And even though he yeah. won his straight sets, it was. A very, very competitive match. Seriously, Joel, you, I'm glad you threw <laughs> that hat away. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so he's thrown the hat away. That's just an update there. But I do agree. Nadal was pushed last night by Simon Bolelli. And Bolelli played well. Should have won the third set there. Was up three love and had three, four set points in that tiebreaker. Led it 6-3. But uh, played some scintillating shots. Nadal just did it better and managed to get through in straight sets there. But we'll start off quickly with our biggest or our best match of the men's draw so far. And Joel, what's been your highlight? There haven't been many. No. Um, so what has been your highlight? Uh, well, the match I enjoyed was Casper uh, Ruud defeating, uh, well, Jordan Thompson. Uh, so that's a bit unfortunate there. I didn't really enjoy that part of it, but uh, it was just interesting. It was, uh, for me, it was a common theme there. It was a couple of players that have sort of flattered to deceive a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in that, uh, I guess, from from Casper Ruud's perspective, we've sort of expected him to kind of really burst onto the scene. It just hasn't happened yet. And, you know, Jordan Thompson is just like a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. Um, but yeah, five setter. Casper Ruud won 6 1, 6 4, 2 6, 4 6, 6 3. It was a disappointing, it was a typical Jordan Thompson match, really. Yeah. Get your hopes up after yep. being two sets to love down, comes back. And then just completely breaks everybody's hearts that's supporting him. So it's a disappointing loss for Thompson there. He did it at the French Open last year as well. So um, hopefully bigger and better things to come in the grass court season. But he's just not convinced me at this stage. So we'll see how he goes. Josh. Uh, well, I think the best match so far has been um, Davidoff against Robin Hasser. 
Uh, because yeah. he came from two sets down and he, he's, he's very good on clay. He's made some good runs at the French Open. Yep. And I thought, um, the, with, you've got, I, I think he's on, is he's on Rafa's side? I think he versus him. Uh, I've got the draw here, but I think he's on, uh, David Goffin is not on Rafa's he's not side. On Rafa's he's side. on the bottom half of the draw. Okay. So he'll be taking on, if he gets through to the quarters, it'll be him and Dimitrov matching up. Okay. Cause, um, obviously he has made some really good runs at the French Open. You feel like this is a year he can make a semi. Uh, of a Grand Slam here. Look, I, I even think there's a possibility for Goffin, if he plays his best tennis, I think there's a possibility for him to, to get make, to the final. Yeah. Well, um, he, he didn't think so two sets, um, when he was two sets down to run no, the he, did he not. was playing some poor tennis. But I think the biggest thing was, um, in that third, uh, he won at 6 4. It wasn't clinical. And then at some point late in that third set, he started to switch on a little bit. And then he won the fourth and fifth, 6 1, 6 love. Really seemed to step up into another gear that made him think. Uh, he's he's pushing. He's already been pushed hard now in a match, and you think he could keep going from this? Yeah, no, I think uh, it it was an imp- impressive finish to the match from David Goffin. My best match was Roberto Batista Agu over Dennis Istomin. We all know that Istomin can push some players at Grand Slam level, but unfortunately, just fell at the final hurdle. Had a two sets to one lead, six two six seven one six six four six four. So big win there from Roberto Batista Agu because we know the quality Istomin can play or can play at, and we know the quality that he possesses. So brilliant stuff there from. RBA, the biggest upset of the tournament so far. And look, there's only been, what, six seeds eliminated so far, Hmm. but a a couple of them have been quite big upsets. And Joel, what was yours? Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't exactly been sport for choice, have we? But uh, probably my biggest upset was uh, the the, the general, the sergeant, Sergei Stokowski, defeating Feliciano Lopez. Feliciano. Three sets, 6-2, 6-4, 6-3. Yeah, I think that's a big win for, and especially he's a serve volley type player. So on clay, that's that, that's humiliating well, yeah. for Feliciano Lopez to lose that. Mm. Um, mm. Considering he's made, he's done very well at the French Open before. So um, disappointing for him, but he is thirty five now. I think this will be his last year on tour. He'll become the Madrid tournament director next year. So I think uh, that's probably going to be it for Feliciano Lopez when we see at the end of the year. But who knows? Tommy Haas kept playing, and he was the Indian Wells director. So it's a bit of a watch this space. Your biggest mm. upset, Josh? Uh, well, I've got Stan Vavinka. He lost in Vavinka. Vavinka. <laughs> Vavinka. He's so he's so bad now that he's lost an irony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not bad. He's just coming back from injury. But <laughs> he fell to Guillermo Garcia Lopez. That was much better. I prefer Vavinka though. Uh, so Stan Vavinka, he yep. lost uh, to. Can you say it again? Vavrinka. No, the other. Oh, one. okay. Garcia Lopez. There we go. It was a fantastic five set match actually. But um, yeah, I don't think anyone's expecting him to lose this early on. Hasn't been in good form lately. But to um to lose this early was just. I, I used it early, well, unexpected. Well, fun fact about Stan now, well, it's not really fun for him, but he's going to drop down to 256 in the world after making the final last year and lose 1,185 points, which is, the, for Stan Vavrinka, the world, he's been world number three, a Grand Slam contender over the last few years. Have we seen the last of him competing for Grand Slams, Joel? Uh, yes. We have, we okay. Have. Yep. Okay. Competing for Grand Slams, yes. Okay. I think, I think that is past him now. Yeah, and, and it's such a shame because he's tennis. And I, I said the other day that the definition of sexy in the dictionary would have a photo of Stan Wawrinka's backhand <laughs> next to it. 
And I, I will stand by that for the rest of my life because that, that, that's exactly what it is. And it's really disappointing to see him with these injuries. But look, it's Stan. He'll get wild cards into tournaments. But yeah. a five-set loss, that's going to be a bitter pill to swallow considering yeah. he was in the final last year. Mine, well, your favourite player, Jack Sock, Josh, fell to Jürgen Zop of Estonia. Zop. Uh, I did not expect this one to happen because he just... Zop. <laughs> so it's really funny. Zop. He's, you know he's been around for quite a while now. Yeah, but it's still a good Okay, name. all right. I'm, I'm just making sure you know. Um, he felt he'd only ever won four clay court matches on tour before this. And 6-7, uh, 6-2, six, six, four, six, 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 was down 4-1 in that second set tiebreak. Oh, fourth set tiebreak, sorry. Managed to come back and win. And uh, the emotion, he was in tears after winning that. And uh, look... Fair play to him, and Sock, he struggled at the French Open in recent times. And, he's been uh, disappointing relatively recently, and it's... Well, he's been disappointing this year, to be honest. Since, yeah, since he, winning Paris last after year. After having such a phenomenal 2017, he's, he hasn't continued his form whatsoever. No, he definitely hasn't. So, uh, really uh, frustrating for Jack Sock, but I think he'll... Uh, when we get to the grass court season, that's where he does play well, his still, best he's tennis. He's still 25. So. He's got yeah, so he's much young. time left. But yeah, I, I think he might have maxed out already. You reckon? No, yeah. no, he's I'm not sorry. going any higher than eighth. Um, okay, that's that's, that's a, a debate conversation for another, for another yeah, another yeah, day, another time. But the talking points of the tournament so far, and it was a dismal first round for the Australian men, as all seven of them were eliminated, or all six of them were eliminated in uh, the opening round, and beginning with John Milman defeated by Denis Shapovalov seven five six four six two. Milman led five two in the first set, was unfortunately uh, overrun by the young Canadian. Played that was some ripping shot making in that match. Matty Ebden, another heartbreaker for him. Uh, lost Thomas Fabiano, pushed him to five on clay, which I wasn't expecting. I thought this was going to be an easy win for Fabiano six four five seven six two three six six two. James Duckworth uh, got the protected ranking uh, entry into the tournament, uh, lost to Marin Cilic, a very tough draw first up, 6-3-7-5-7-6, pushed him, so not a bad effort. Alex Dimonor, unfortunately, ran into a red-hot Carl Edmund, 6-2-6-4-6-3. Jordan Thompson, as Joel mentioned before, lost to Kasper Rudin, 5, and Bernard Tomic fell to Marco Trungaliti, 6-4-5-7-6-4-6-4. And before we get to Bernie, just an interesting stat is first time since 1949 that no Australian men have been into the second round of the French Open. Wow. Now, that, that, I don't know about you, but that's, I think that's quite a long time. I think that's the second <laughs> oh, yeah, most... just dis- a bit, Ralph. The, the second most disappointing thing for Australian men's tennis at the moment, the most disappointing thing was that we didn't get to see Nick versus Bernie. Yeah, that was that was very disappointing. I, that is a match. That is a match years in the making. Well, it, it would was, have been glorious. To just watch. quickly before we do get to that, um, this is so. Last time there were no Australians in the second round at the French Open. Rod Laver was ten years old. Oh, uh, Collingwood had the most AFL premierships with eleven. The Cold War was only two years old. Only the fourth edition of the tournament after World War Two, and Queen Elizabeth wasn't even queen yet. So that just shows how long ago that was—almost seventy years. So, it, well, sixty-nine years actually. So, nineteen forty-nine, Hitler escaped successfully to Argentina. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Mm, you keep that's telling the yourself conspiracy that. theorists out there. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that, Josh. But yeah, as we did mention, Bernard Tomic was supposed to was supposed to play Nick Kyrgios after qualifying uh, over the weekend, and we thought we had the most tantalising matchup of all. Unfortunately, Nick Kyrgios, questionably, he was good enough to play doubles in Lyon last week, winning the title with Jack Sock. wasn't good enough to play the French Open. So, uh, how much of that is him not wanting to face Bernie? I don't know. Apparently, the doctor told him not to. Um, he said he's pain-free, so I, I don't know. Am I reading too much into this, Joel? Uh, I reckon you are. I am? I okay. reckon you are. Um, look, 
I, I actually believe Nick. I don't know why. I, I believe him. Um, <laughs> no one knows why. He's been look, brainwashed. Look, <laughs> I actually buy into it. If it's an elbow injury, then okay, it's fine. You need, to, you need to get that right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really buy that he might have, you know, not not wanted to play against Bernie. I, I like I, I think he would have loved to play against Bernie. To be honest. I, I don't know. I don't think it was that. I just think what frustrated me the most is that he was good enough to play doubles last week. And I, understand. I think that's, that's, yes, that's frustrating. And it's like, well, hang on. If you knew that you were line ball to play the French Open, why wouldn't you try and just play the French Open if you struggle in a set? And then again, but it's difficult because then people are going to slam you for actually playing when you're injured and taking someone else's spot. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle, but you'd rather him pull out of the French Open earlier and not have played that that doubles event. I just think it was a very silly move on his part to test it out and then not play the Grand Slam. So that was the interesting issue there. But in the end, uh, Tomic and Kyrgios didn't get to face for the first time. And Marco Trungaliti was uh, was the next man in line as part of the lucky losers. Well, he wasn't the next man in line because there were about three more that signed on to play the Vicenza Challenger and realised that they were in the lucky losers uh, mm-hmm. on the lucky losers list. Couldn't back out of their commitments to the Challenger tournament. So Trungaliti from Barcelona, he, his mum and his grandma and coach drive all the way from Barcelona to Paris, nine hours, thousand kilometers, and uh, have five. He had five hours sleep. Comes out and beats Bernie in four. So you're uh, almost rooting for him at this point. Well, look, I think it's a wonderful story. Yeah, it uh, is an. It you is combine a, that with the the level of effort Bernie puts into most of his matches, and you go, yeah, good on him. Hang on, hang on. Bernie didn't play badly. I'm not saying he didn't play badly, but it's not like we can go, Bernie has a strong passion for tennis. Because he's not driving 10 hours to go watch, to go play in the French Open first round. Yeah, but hang on. What I want to ask you is, he he qualified for this event on clay. He went through the qualifying stages. He's unsponsored. He's not doing too well mentally. He still managed to get there and was he seemed devastated. After losing that press conference on SBS that he uh, that he took after the match, he it, like look probably could have said a bit more. It was only about sixty four words or something like that. But look, I think there's a lot more to it, and I saw enough of Bernard Tomic the other night to say that he will be in the top hundred by the end of the year. Really? Yeah. No, I saw enough. It, it, Trungaliti, that quickly. I think we've he, been against. We've basically just dismissed him over the last twelve months, saying that he, he's never going to go back to being Bernie. He doesn't look like he cares. Well, What's changed? I don't know. Something has... He's flicked the switch. Something has flicked. And I think he's realized that he needs tennis to actually make a sustainable living. Because he said in a radio interview earlier on this year, he's not going to be a laborer. He's not going to be a construction worker. And he's certainly not going to be a mathematician. So, generally, genuinely, I think that there's something about Tomich now that... I can just see... Wait for the grass court season. Because this has been... This has always been his Achilles heel this three-month period of the year. Now I think we're going to see Bernie coming to his own. He'll qualify for Wimbledon, and I genuinely think that we're going to see some positive things. I don't know if you guys agree, Joel, but that that's my take on the whole thing. Even though he lost in four sets to the Argentine, Trungaliti's good on clay. He's not a bad clay quarter. So, look, I, I don't know what you think, but... Am I am I speaking... Am I talking crazy? I think it depends what we what we refer to as positive... I think that's that's an important consideration. Um, yeah. Is that how how high in the how high of a rankings increase are we talking? Um, how far into slams are we talking? Um, yeah, I, but look, yeah. no, look. I think I think generally speaking, yeah, I think I can see Bernie actually doing something this season. Yeah. But um, I mean, for me, for me, he's still got to 
quite a long way to go uh, to sort of win me over and say, you know, he's really turned that corner that we yeah. want him to turn. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm not convinced yet. It's just going to take me another few another few steps, I think. Yeah. Well, look, Trungaliti. Just just thinking about this. This is the third consecutive year that he's made the third or the second round at Roland Garros. Made the second round at the Australian Open in 2016, and he'd only ever won five. So he's only ever won six tour level matches. Four of them have now come at Grand Slams. So he lifts for the big occasion. And genuinely, I th- I don't think it was as bad a loss. I think he would have beaten Kyrgios, Bernie. I genuinely think that he would have because Nick's not right physically and I don't know how he's going mentally. So, Is look, that why you think Nick pulled out? No. Is that a part of the reason you think Nick pulled nah, out? Nah, I don't think so. I-, I think, as Joel said before, he would have relished the fact that n- he would have been playing against Bernie. Gen- I think I'm just annoyed I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, I think, and most people are. Most people definitely agree with you. But, you know, looking at that, I think it's a good story for Trungaliti to actually get through. But also, um, Alex Demonor taking on Kyle Edmund last night showed a couple of good signs, just unfortunately running into someone that's red hot. Um, what, do, what did you make of, of Demonor and what he put up? I think, over last I think you night? said that pretty well. He's looking, he's improving constantly. He's looking better and better. And he just came up against someone who is in the form of his career right now. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. And Kyle Edmonds, semi-finals, Australian Open, has made a couple of clay court finals, beats uh, beat, uh, Demonor 6-2, 6-2 in Estoril back a few weeks ago. So strong performance from him. But that, that's the Aussie wrap. We don't need to talk too much more about them. Nadal, Zverev, Cilic, Del Potro, and uh, also Dominic Team, Grigor Dimitrov, Kevin Anderson, all of them got through relatively unscathed. All, none I, of them. I, out of all of them, I thought Zverev was the most impressive. Against Barankas, he's knocked, knocked him off 6-1, 6-1, 6-2. So that it, was, is, it was so clinical. And it was what you expect from someone who makes a big run at a Grand Slam. And it's, I, I watched that and I thought, I think this is going to be his tournament. Well, that's what we wanted from Zverev. Yeah. I, we, we, this is the kind of thing we wanted from him. And at the moment, I'm, I'm seeing it. At this he's got stage, he's got another five or six matches now that he needs to do this again and again. But I can I can see it. I think I I genuinely think after seeing that and seeing the highlights from it, Joel, we said this last week, Zverev really needs a Grand Slam performance, and I said this one might be the one that he at least gets to a quarter in. Do you think he can go further than that after just just that little taste that sample size match? I've actually picked him for the final. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah. Spoiler, um, I spoiler had, alert. I had such a lack of faith in him, um, but I'm actually going to back him in this time. Okay. I'm going to back right. him in. I don't well, think he'll win the tournament, but I think he'll make the final. Well, we'll get to your picks in a second. Yeah. We, I think I know who, who you're going to pick to win, but you never yes. know. You might pull out some sort of shock. I don't think we need spoilers shock, but, for that one. Yeah, but uh, also, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of other match seeds out. Sock, Kohlschreiber, Lopez, Manorino, Gilles Muller, and Stan Vavrinka. Second round matchups. Nadal will take on Guido Payer after being pushed by Simon Bolelli. Bolelli played some... Unbelievable tennis, as I said. Um, it was a tough and gritty win. Uh, Goffin will take on Corentin Mute. Uh, Zverev will take on Dusan Lajevic. Dominic Team and Stefanos Tsitsipas will play tonight. That is going to be one of the most exciting matches of this French Open there. 1-2 uh, head-to-head in favor of Team. And the last time they played, Tsitsipas won in straight sets in Barcelona. So that's definitely one to watch. Dimitrov will take on Jared Donaldson. Kevin Anderson will take on Pablo Cuevas. I think Cuevas is a chance to win that. Juan Martín del Potro will play uh, Florian, uh, sorry, Leonardo Mayer. 
Florian Mayer or Julian Beneteau, and Cilic will take on Hercac, I think that's how you say it, of Poland to qualify it there. So uh, it's been a eh, relatively okay start to the men's draw, but uh, quarterfinal matchups will be Nadal v. Anderson or Schwartzman. Uh, Cilic or Fonini will take on Del Potro. Uh, Goffa, Monfi, Pablo Carreño Busta, Dimitrov and Djokovic on that side of the draw. Just quickly after this, I'll ask you your opinions on Djokovic, and Zverev and team are on the bottom quarter. Guys, Djokovic. He looked good. I didn't think so. I thought he looked good. I didn't think he did. Um, Rogerio Dutrasilva is a guy that Djokovic would have belted at his best. I'm, I'm not saying at his best, but I'm saying I think I think we saw more than just glimpses of the um, former world number one. No, I assume the complete opposite, really. I just... I don't know. There's something about him. That, that's a guy that Djokovic, Joel, would have absolutely destroyed back a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And he's yep. 34 years old, Dutra Silva. He's a battler. He's been around the tour for a very long time. And it's good on clay. Very good on clay. But shouldn't be, you know, Novak really struggled to, to get his teeth into this match. Yes, he got through in straight sets, but it was a non-convincing straight sets win, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It was. It was for me. It was one of those ones where you kind of just watch it and you say, "Okay, it's pretty regulation." Um, I mean, yes, good to see Novak um, winning again. You can only beat who you play, um, as Val shakes his head. Um, but you can only beat who you play. So in that sense, yes, it was a good win. But it was for me, it was a, a regulation win for Novak. Yeah. I think you guys are both reading too much in this as to seeing him as a, a world number one because it's it's been a while since he's been back at that performance. I'm seeing him make the progression towards getting back and I think you guys are seeing him as someone who's already there and not playing up to his standards. No, we're seeing him as we're seeing him as coming back. Because he, he is coming back. And yeah, no, I, I'm seeing him getting progressively better and I'm better. not. I haven't seen... Rome was a little bit of an improvement but uh, this didn't impress me, this win. Okay. So we'll see how he goes... In the second round, he will take on Jorge Muna, who... I'll be surprised if he doesn't make um, the quarterfinals. Nah, he's not making it that far. Um, he'll take on Jorge Muna, who knocked off David Ferrer in the second, or in the first round, coming from two sets to Love Down. And then, uh, Batista Agu, third round for Djokovic, Dimitrov possibly in the fourth, or Fernando Vadasco. And then quarterfinals, David Goffin. I think that'll be a stretch too far, should Djokovic even get there. But, uh, we'll go B- to... Bowl of words. Bowl of words over there. He's not getting to the quarterfinals. Djokovic will make the quarterfinals. Well, he's not getting there. I, I highly y- doubt you're gonna, it. You're gonna eat them? The bowl of words. I'm, I'm, I'm happily gonna eat them. I'm just not gonna be wrong. The bowl of words is there, but he's not getting to the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, semifinals could be Nadal Chil- uh, v. Cilic or Delpo, uh, Goffan or Dimitrov v. Zverev or Team. And who have we got winning this tournament? Uh, I have Rafael Nadal winning, of course, yep. uh, over Zverev. Alex Zverev. Yep. There we go. All right. So it wasn't really... Well, it was pretty predictable what you were going to pick. It was. Um, I've got uh, Rafa over Team in the final. Okay. Yep. I think Team's going to knock Zverev off in the quarters and then uh, he'll move through to the final. Josh. Every part of me wants to say Rafael Nadal is going to win this. Yeah. Rafael Nadal will be in the final. And oh, come on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm about to get abused for this, and I'm well aware. And Zverev's going to win his first Grand Slam. Really? Yep. Uh, look, I wouldn't mind seeing it happen. And if Zverev does play, if Zverev does get there and plays his best tennis, he's every chance to do it. Because we saw Nadal. Nadal, can, Nadal is bleeding at the moment. He's not yeah. bleeding, but... He can bleed, which means he can He's not it. 100%. He's not like he was last year. 
not even he's not like he was about a month and a half ago. Yeah, he's dropping sets. He's being pushed. He's still won in Rome. But you remember, like you remember what he was in 2017 on clay. Yeah, last he's, year he's, he's not that. He's not, not even that. what he was in Monte Carlo and yeah. Barcelona. So look, we'll see. We'll see. I think we're going to see a really tough draw for Nadal because he's got that big. It seems like a bigger target on his back now. But Belayli played well. And I guess we'll see what Guido Payet can do against him. This is a guy that Nadal would usually eat for breakfast. So we'll see what happens. And look, Gasquet, third round, matches up against Rafa really well. Uh, Shapovalov, probably th- uh, third round now, fourth round. Uh, then Diego Schwartzman or who's the other? Or Kevin Anderson. So that's, uh, that's a bit interesting there. We'll see what happens for Rafa. But yeah, I think he'd be the overwhelming favorite. Zverev, not a bad pick, but... Um, it's it's all all to play for here at Rolling. I think Gales. I think I think as a final, it's I reckon Zverev is going to get have teams number when they play each other. Yeah, well that that's going to be the exciting matchup. So we'll see. There, there's plenty of optimism heading into this tournament for what will be in the second week, but we'll discuss all that next week when all these matches have taken place or if yeah. they're about to. Plenty more still to get through on Breakpoint Podcast. Women's draw coming up, then rankings and our highlights of a hundred episodes. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook, Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news. This is Breakpoint Podcast, Roland Garros first week is underway, and aren't we just excited? Well, look, I'm more excited about the women's draw than the men's draw. That seems like a foregone conclusion. The women's draw, you can blanket about 50 players that could come through and win this tournament, and um, it's already proving to be that way with some big, big players going out already. And we'll start with the best matches so far. Val Febo, Josh Campbell, and Joel Frigi here with you. And Joel, we'll start with your best match of the women's draw so mm. far. Um, there's been a lot of good ones. Yeah. There have been some good ones. Uh, I I really enjoyed uh, Dash's win over Serana Sestia. So uh, she won four six seven six six three. Um, yeah, for me, it was just good to see Dasha recover from losing that first set and actually get past the the first round. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, she, yeah, she's seen it. She's done it before. She but, needs to get through um, past the second round because she's not yeah. done that at any other major outside here. Yeah, but look, I had my worries after that first set, so I was glad to see her turn it around, and, and for the most part, it was actually a really entertaining match. Yeah, and what's a dash match without a code violation as well? Yep, exactly right. <laughs> so she got through there. Good stuff from her. It's a tough first-round opponent, so brilliant from Dasha. Uh, Josh? I've got Arena Camelia Begu. She knocked over Schmidlova. 6-4-5-7-9-7. Yeah, it's a long one. Thrilling entertainment uh, in that match. And um, you like seeing that in the first round. You like seeing really intense matches where you can see both players putting it all on the line and it's only the first round. Yeah, no, 100%. That's a big win for Begu as well. Not a bad clay quarter, but don't know how much further she'll go. My best match is Belinda Bencic over Deborah Chiesa of Italy. 3-6-7-6-7-5. Save some match points in that. I want Bencic to get back into this top 10. She's got the quality to do it. Just still on she the was re- all the talk about 18 months ago. Yeah, well, she's just on the rebound from injury now. So um, I think there's plenty of upside for Belinda Bencic. Biggest upset of the tournament so far. And Joel, I think I know where you're going with this and I tend to agree. Yeah, well, for me, it was clearly the biggest one. Katarina Kozlova uh, defeating Yelena Ostapenko, the reigning champion. Yeah. 7-5-6-3. Did not see that one coming. It's a bit embarrassing for Ostapenko. Um, defending champ and going out on day one, that's um, yeah. never what you want, is it? I don't know you the stats, man. Do you know what a rankings drop is going to be after this? It'll be to 11 or 12, depending on other results as well. 
um, it, it's not good. She'll, no. she'll lose a, a one thousand uh, one thousand nine hundred and eighty five mm. points. So that, that's not great. Not ideal. Not at all. So almost two thousand <laughs> points down. Yeah, as as I looked, it's probably around that eleven twelve mark. So mm. um, not good for Ostapenko, but. Um, 20, 21 years old, so she'll be fine. She's got plenty of time on her side, and she's a Grand Slam champion. So um, plenty to look forward to for her in the years to come. Your biggest upset? I got Johanna Konta. She lost in straight sets to uh, Putin Seva. She's or been... Putin Seva, sh- as you said. Putin Seva. She's been shocking this year. Yeah. You, um, I cut you off halfway through, and I was wondering how you were going to finish that word. Yeah. Went, sh- and I was like, is he... He's not. He's not. He's going to say shocking, is he? Yeah. Um, Good, I'm okay. not Joel. I don't no. swear on air. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, that's a little teaser to what's coming up later. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, poor stuff from Contra. And look, Clay's not her strongest surface, but she has not been that great this year and um, really needs to take a bit of a look at where she's at at the moment. And um, I don't know if it means practicing more or doing doing more off the court, but she's certainly not doing it on the court and it's, it's not going well. well she's so. got a home grand slam coming up. She'll want to perform well there, so that's a lot of pressure get, uh, coming up on her right now. My biggest upset is Katarina Siniakova over Victoria Azarenka, 7-5, 7-5. Azarenka hasn't played much, but I thought she'd be able to get through this first match. Unfortunately, she hasn't, so disappointing stuff from her. Just a couple of talking points so far from the tournament. Simona Hallett, they Roland Garros start their first round on the Sunday, so they have three days of a first round. I think it's a joke that they haven't finished it yet. Because, yeah. oh, bad light. A, get your roof sorted, which should happen next year. We do and, this every year, I know, year, but though. it is such a... It's a grand slam. Get up to standard. It's just... It's not right. This is a... Well, I'm not disagreeing. It's no, I like know. Every year on this show, we always... Meant, the French Open comes around and we're always complaining about the, the layout of the tournament. Because it's it's abysmal. It yeah. is abysmal. And there's just a lot of things that they need to work on to improve in terms of broadcasting, in terms of their app and their website. One of the worst app sporting apps I've got on my phone. Unfortunately, I have to use it because there's no real other way. The Richmond FC one or Richmond F one. Uh, the Richmond FC one is the best one going around. So um, <laughs> let's move on from that. But yeah, so Halep hasn't played Allison Risk yet, and so we're into the second round tonight. She still hasn't played her first round match. That already sets her behind. Yeah. Luckily, she's only playing best of three sets, which you can recover from a little bit quicker than what you can best of five. So disappointing. That's my rant done. Um, there may be another one Relatively coming up. Relatively short compared to most of them. Yeah, there may be another one coming up soon. But yeah, Daria Gavrilova has gone through over Serana Sustaya. Sam Stoza also threw. Tricky matchup against Yanina Wickmeyer. 6-2, 6-4. She won that one. Isabella Wallace unfortunately fell to Alison Van Wietbank. 6-1, 6-love. Ash Barty also threw. 6-3, 6-1 over Natalia Vikliansova. Um, That's a big win for Ash Barty, I think, after retiring with a back injury in Strasbourg last week. So good to see her back. She'll take on... Serena Williams, who defeated Christina Pliskova in the opening round in straight sets. What do we make of the skin suit? No comment. Not ideal. <laughs> Honestly, no comment. Yeah, not like, ideal. Look good on her. I'm not sure that's the best fashion statement. Um, I, I don't like tennis players playing in skin suits. Full full stop. I just think it looks weird. Um, mm. look, her tennis was good. Her tennis was very good. But yeah, the fashion statement she tends to make, I'm, I'm genuinely not a fan of. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe basic is basic is better. But look, hmm. it, that's why Wimbledon is the best tournament. Well, maybe she might pull out the white skin suit. Who knows? That would be that would be good. That would be that hilarious. would be a statement. That would be very funny. 
um, a white skin suit at Wimbledon. She's technically not breaking any rules, but um, yeah, brilliant stuff from Serena coming back. She'll play Ash Barty, as I said, in the second round. That is a match I'm looking forward to. Uh, Maria Sharapova, she's through. She defeated, who? what's her first name again? Rochelle Hogenkamp. I keep forgetting the first name. Now, look, Rochelle, you had one job to beat the grunter. You had one job. Sharapova's screams got louder and louder to the point that they were, go- and longer to the point that they were going and echoing through as Hogenkamp was hitting the ball. A, blatant cheating. So she's cheated with two things now, drugs and, <laughs> and screaming. It's blatant cheating. It's annoying. Like, I'm sorry. This is why people do not follow her and why they were wrapped when she spent a year off the tour. I was certainly happy. Um, because it meant that I didn't have to mute the TV when I watched tennis. But grunting, I'm sorry, needs to be banned. I don't care who does it. Halep does it. Um, as a ranker does grunting, it. Uh, did you watch the, the Dutra Silver match? Was it, he was yeah. doing quite a bit of grunting yeah, as well. he does it. Djokovic, that was Djokovic against Chung in the Australian Open. That was bad. He, he was disgusting that night. Rafa does it. Yeah. Uh, David Ferrer does it. And I like a lot of these players. But it needs to stop. I'm sorry. Unless you're playing for 11 hours. Mahu and Isna didn't grunt. Or they I'm probably, sure, and I'm sure they're hitting they the ball pretty hard. Yeah, I think they did. But, you know, if you're playing 11 hours, I think you're entitled to exert a little bit of energy. But, yeah, it's that's another rant, and that's the final rant I'm going to go through. But uh, Svitolina threw over Tom Janovic in straight sets. Uh, Petra Kvitova going through over Veronica Sepedi roig in three, a tight three-set match. Caroline Wozniacki, Joel's favorite player, threw over Danielle Collins in straight. Gabinia Muguruza over Svetlana Kuznetsova in straight. And Caroline Garcia and Karolina Pliskova also going through. Mladenovic, Ostapenko, Konta, Sevastova, and Venus Williams, all the seeds that are out. Now, picks for this tournament. I'm very happy that Halep and Svitolina are on opposite sides of the draw. Um, so Halep, Mertens, quarterfinal, uh, Kerber, Burtons, Garcia, all on that top half. Muguruza v Pliskova, or possibly Serena, should she get there. Stritzova and Makarova in that third quarter. Um, could be very, very interesting there because there's no real seeds left v Svitolina. And then Kvitova or Kasatkina and Wozniacki down the bottom. Um, Joel, who have you got winning this? Uh, I have... Uh... Alina Svitolina finally breaking through. Well, yep. not so much finally, but breaking through. Over? Uh, over Simone Hallett. Oh, not, not for a fourth time. <laughs> yeah. How heartbreaking yeah, would that be? Yeah, I actually don't hope it happens, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm desperate for Hallett to win I'm, one now. I'm, I'm going with my heart. I've got Simone Hallett winning it. Yeah, over? Over Svitolina. Okay, yeah. I think we've all got a Halep Svitolina final. I've got, I agree with you, Josh. Mm. I think Halep is finally going to get there. I hope she does. She deserves it. She really does. Three Grand Slam finals all have gone to deciding sets. Yeah. Hopefully, this is the one that she can break through. So, fingers crossed for Simona Halep. Plenty more still to come. We're going to review the rankings and what happened last week very, very quickly. And then the highlights of 100 episodes here on Breakpoint Podcast. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news.
This is Breakpoint Podcast, Val Febo, Joel Frucci and Josh Campbell here on our 100th episode. What a momentous day this is and it's been an unbelievable ride over the last three years. We started the 2015 US Open and we're still here in the 2018 French Open. But uh, look, last week, guys, we've just got a little bit more to get through before we get to our highlights of 100 episodes. Uh, last week's tournaments in Lyon, Dominic Team defeated Gilles Simon 367661 in the final, uh, his 10th title. I picked it, claiming it. Got the three points there. All right, all right. Joel had Mikhail Kukushkin in the final. I did. Yep, so how'd that work out? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd rub it in a little bit. Uh, in Geneva, Martin Fuskovics won his first title over Peter Gajowczyk, 6-2-6-2. In Strasbourg, Anastasia Pavlachenkova defeated Dominika Sibulkova, 6-7-7-6-7-6 in three hours and 35 minutes for her 12th career title. And in Nuremberg, Johanna Larson won her second career title against Alison Risk, 7-6-6-4. I picked her to get to the final as well, so I'm claiming everything this week. Uh, we'll go to the rankings now as well. And uh, the top 10 in the ATP, unchanged again, Joel, but take us through who they are. Yeah, easy peasy. So up the top is Rafael Nadal, uh, Roger Federer at number two, Alex Vera three, Marin Cilic four, Grigor Dimitrov five, Juan Martin Del Potro six, Dominic Team seven, Kevin Anderson eight, David Goffin nine, and John Isner at 10. Thank you very much. The Aussies, Nick Kyrgios, 23 unchanged. John Millman down 1 to 59. Matt Ebden at 73 unchanged. Jordan Thompson down 6 to 91. Alex Diminor up 1 to 105. Tanasi Kokonakis, 148 unchanged. Uh, Jason Kubler up 1 to 159. Mark Polman's down 1 to 177. Alex Bolt also down 1 to 179. And John Patrick Smith down 1 to 198. Risers and sliders of the week. Joel. I have the Shap. Dennis Shapovalov. Shapovalov up 1 to 25. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming very uh, very soon now, and he's at a career high. Uh, so he's... well done to him, and obviously too good for Johnny Millman. Yeah, watching him play. How, just... how soon until top 10? Uh, not this year, but maybe next. Not this year, but maybe next, I reckon. And Josh, who's yours? Uh, I've got di- um, up. Oh, well, I've, got, I've got the wrong way around here on my phone. I'm going to go back forward. And anyway, I'm going to say Peter Kajacic, up 6 to 43. Fantastic. Thank you. And it will make the, his third career final, his second final of the year now. And just that, just couldn't get the chocolates again. He does I, have a I title. love myself a career high ranking, though. Oh, it's, career high rankings are good. And I've got another one here. Martin Fuskovic's up 15 to 45 after winning in Geneva last week. Sliders of the week, Joel. Uh, really sad one. I guess he is injured, but uh, Joe Wilfred Songa down fifteen to fifty-two. That's his worst ranking since October two thousand and seven. Yeah, it's been a. It's not good for Songa, but um, look, he is at the wrong end of thirty now. So yeah. it's such know, a shame he never be, won a slam. Yeah, it might be slim pickings. He only haven't made the one final too. So it's been a, a you know a lean ten years since that. Or well, hasn't been lean, but in terms of results expected, he just hasn't been able to crash through, has he? And uh, yours, Josh. Uh, down two to twenty, Thomas Burdich, and it goes from bad to worse for Burdich because uh, he's got a rain interrupted match, but he's uh, oh sorry, not rain, light interrupted light match, interrupted, and he's ridiculous. down two sets to love. Bloody Roland Garros. But yeah, he's down two sets to love against Jeremy Shardy. Mine is Stan Wawrinka down five to thirty. Oh jeez, if you think that's bad, wait till next wait till next week. Uh, down two hundred spots. I think I think um, we'll have to unanimous slider of the week next week. Could definitely be Andy Murray will be a doozy as well. Trust me. Um, the women's rankings now on the WTA top ten. Josh, top ten for the women's. We'll get that up nice and quickly. We have got uh, at number one Simona Halep. Yep. At number two Caroline Wozniacki. At three Gabi Muguruza. Muguruza. That's, Muguruza. A, that's a new pronunciation. Uh, at four, Alina Svitolina. At five, Yelena Ostapenko. That will be sl- uh, sliding very soon. At six, Caroline Pliskova. At seven, Caroline Garcia. 
8 Petra Kvitova, 9 Venus Williams, and 10 Sloane Stevens. Fantastic. Thank you, Josh. Uh, the Aussies, Ash Barty at 17, unchanged. Dara Gavrilova down 1 to 25. Isla Tomjanovic down 1 to 69. Sam Stoza down 30 to 90 after not being able to defend her Strasbourg title. Uh, Arena Rodionova up 1 to 123. Olivia Rogaska also up 1 to 153. Lizette Cabrera rounds out the trio of plus ones up to 156. Priscilla Hon at 183. Destiny Iava at 196. Those two are both unchanged. And Jamie Fawless up 4 to 207th. Rises and sliders of the week. We'll start with you, Joel. Uh, my riser is Naomi Osaka, who's up 1 to 20 into the top 20. And speaking of players with a huge future, she's one of those. Um, well, doing... you had her in your top 20 or top 10 in yeah, five years. So. I, I did, yeah. And uh, already doing reasonably well at the uh, French Open. One in the first round and up against Serena Diaz in the second round, who I'd expect her to get past pretty easily. Definitely. And Josh? Uh, our force was to 32. We're supposed to be getting seated, Dominika Sabukova. But um, as much as that looked positive for her, she's now out of the French Open. Yeah, not a not a good start for her, but fell to Julia Georges. No harm in that at all. And my riser of the week is Anastasia Pavlochenkova, up three to twenty eight. She'll take on Sam Stoza in the second round of the French Open. Tr- uh, tricky matchup for both players there. Sliders of the week, Joel Frucci. Uh Well, speaking of Sam, she's down thirty to ninety. Mm. Ugly. Yeah, not good after, yeah. well, as I said before, not being able to defend her Strasbourg uh, title. Mm. So not good for her. And yours, Josh? Uh, down four spots the 22, Kiki Burtons. And that won't be the last mention of Kiki Burtons for this show. No, we do have something good to mention after uh, well, after this seg anyways. And uh, mine is uh, Christina Mladenovic, down one to 31. And again, as I said with Stan Vavrinka, if you think that's bad, wait for a couple of weeks because she's out in the first round of the French Open, made the quarters last year. She'll drop outside the top 50. Jeez. In a couple of weeks. She was in the top 10 in February. She has been abysmal in the last year. I love that word. It's great. Tipping competition quickly. Uh, Josh, who forgot to bring in their picks again last week? Ryan. <laughs> yeah, someone else yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, so look, you weren't wrong, but uh, thank you, you, thank you, you yes. as well. Um, so you've slipped even further behind. I'm on 57, Joel 50, Josh 38, and Ryan on 21. So uh, unfortunately, might be done now. Could be pulling oh, the pin please. on your... Could Please. be pulling the pin on this. The Cinderella story is just beginning. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, now, look, we would be remiss if we didn't discuss what a wonderful time that we've had on this show yeah. over the past three or two and nearly three years. And look, it's been an unbelievable ride doing this. We started this podcast at La Trobe University when all three of us are at uni, and now we've moved on to, to bigger and better things, or we think we have anyway. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> bigger and better egos. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's been an unbelievable ride in doing this show with you guys, and also Ryan Tennyson, who um, who has been a big part of this journey as well. Brett Phillips, Paul Aitken, Jeff Dickerson, Fox have all been on this show. Stefan Robert has been a guest as well. Rob Stephane. Koenig, Todd Woodbridge, Todd Woodbridge as well. We've had some unbelievable episodes on this show, and um, look, it's been it's been fantastic doing this with you guys. And look, let's let's talk about some of the highlights that we've that we've experienced over the past three years and, and your favourite moments from doing this show. And Joel, we'll start with yours. And we, we've had some, we've really had some laughs, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's been too many. To, <laughs> what, what have I done? There's been, there's, been, there's been too many to sort of put your finger on. Uh, in terms of my favourite moments, probably, um, oh, well, my favourite uh, moment personally was picking Caroline Wozniak to win a Grand Slam when no oh, one else did. I'm glad this um, wasn't directed at me. Okay, that's fine. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I could have directed you, but anyway. Um, and 
Well, probably probably the the most fun I've had on this show was actually speaking to Todd. I, I, that was great. Yeah, yeah that was no, that really was great. that was an unbelievable day, and to be able to speak to someone with that sort of pedigree mm. uh, has been it is definitely a highlight of my career. And interviewing him has been uh, was such a wonderful occasion for this podcast. But yeah, you picking Wozniacki back at our Eon Sports Radio days that was uh, yeah. oh that was one of your better moments, if not your best. But uh, there might be a better one coming up. And uh, Josh, what's your highlight? Uh, well, my, first of all, my best moment was um, when we had Brett Phillips on the show and we were talking about the rise of uh, Kiki Burton's <laughs> in a French Open. And uh, I think this was like... 2016 se- semi 2016. I think, no, well, hold on. It was like, I think we're in the second or third round when we were chatting about this. Yep. And we said to Brett, I said, um, what do you think about Kiki Burton's? And he said, if Kiki Burton makes the semi-final at the French Open, he won't come back on the show. <laughs> and she did. And, and he, he came back on the show, and we played that audio for him as well. That was oh, that was wonderful. Proof now that Brett Phillips' word means nothing. Oh, I mean, nah, Brett Phillips. It, it means a lot. He's he's a very he's a very good man, and he's been very good for our podcast as well. But uh, yeah, that was one. Yeah. Of, uh, that was a great moment. Mine now. I've got two. Mm. One was Joel dropping the f bomb. <laughs> <laughs> in one of our earlier episodes. So I think it was uh, who who managed... Uh, I can't remember what the question was. I it was go- the answer was Ivan Lubacic. Yeah, and yeah. you said someone else completely different and, mm. uh, yeah, dropped dropped a certain F word. Oh, no, that, 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 was, uh, that was the answer I said, but it was the wrong oh, answer. Oh, no, yeah, it was way off, actually. Yeah, and then um, you're like, oh... F, it wasn't. So, yeah, that was, mm. a, that was a great... I think I probably had to... I nearly had to walk out of the studio. I was, <laughs> in, I was in fits of laughter. The, the real answer was modern editing techniques. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which we didn't use. We and just, a very simple to use, might I add. <laughs> we just left it in there. So, I'll, I'll let you know what episode that is next week. But Josh Campbell was also the star of another one of our uh, finest moments. One of my many nicknames. Um <laughs> What uh, what year did Russia last win the Fed Cup was my trivia question back when we had that segment. And Josh pulls out 1964. Uh, and- okay, I need to speak for a little bit. Okay, so the logic behind that answer was me thinking it was Davis Cup. Even right. then, it was a really stupid answer. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, it, it, it's an interesting trivia question. I don't know why the Davis Cup got mentioned, but I thought Russia might not have won this for quite a while. I'll go back to the history. And then I thought maybe mid-60s was probably a, a good area for them to have won a Davis Cup. They were named the Soviet Union back then. Yes. So, But at that same point, the USSR or the Soviet Union at that stage could have won the Davis Cup back in that time. Yeah, no, they didn't. So. They didn't. I, I was wrong. I'm <laughs> happily wrong. wrong. I'm just trying to explain to the audience what went through my mind when I said 1964. The correct answer actually was... At 2007. Yeah, which was very, very recent. Yeah, so there was no logic behind it at all. So uh, hats off to you. Um, but yeah, I think it was more so for the reaction of me, Joel, and, and mm. Ryan. Um, I think all three of us fell off our chair <laughs> after you said it. So that that was, I think, the, uh, the one of my favourite moments. But also, as we said, Stéphane Robert having him on the show. And um, that was definitely a highlight of my career and Todd Woodbridge as well. So um, it's been a wonderful ride with you boys. And just quickly, favourite tennis stories of the last three years since we've been on, Joel? Oh, favourite tennis stories. There's been a few of those. Um, yeah, where do we start? Um, you know what? I actually, I really like, considering how much doom and gloom there has been around Australian tennis, I love the story of Alex Demoner. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's is- that's a great story. He, a- he is just such a shining light and a beacon of hope. Yeah, breath of fresh air, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Joel. Josh? Uh, well, I, I've got two. One I'm hoping isn't yours because um, you've talked her up a lot. I, I, I know it's not. It's not good. And I wanted to talk about the rise of Ash Barty. Yep. I think that's been phenomenal for Australian tennis. Agree. And the other one is because of my massive ego. I needed to bring up um, 
Even though he, uh, he was, people had been talking about it, no one got on the Alexander Zverev train more than I did in 2016, and you've seen what's happened from it. <laughs> How do we turn his mic off, Joel? Um, <laughs> it's one of those buttons. It's yeah, one, yeah it's, it's one of them. I can't remember which one. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, that's perfect. You, you did pick it, and yeah. I'm surprised Joel didn't bring up his Caroline Wozniacki mention again. Or oh, I should have uh, brought it up again. Yeah, you should have. Uh, or even wait, when did you go to did you go to Wimbledon, Joel? Yeah, twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah, that was a great tennis story. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. The Joel, other great tennis story was me finding this hat. But... You didn't find it. I bought it. Oh, shut, shut up! <laughs> you well, didn't find going. that at all. I bloody I found it at the shops. Um, my highlight, well, Roger Federer's twenty seventeen and getting back to world number one and winning the Australian Open and Wimbledon after years of people saying that he wouldn't get there again and uh, knee reconstruction and. He came back and just did a wonderful job last year and he continues to marvel tennis fans around the world. But look, it's been a wonderful ride over these hundred years, uh, hundred episodes, hundred episodes. That's my new favorite. All right, damn it. (laughs) I got through the whole show. Um, don't drop an F bomb again, Joel. Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's been a wonderful ride, as I said, over these hundred episodes and it's been fantastic doing it with you guys. And I can't wait to do many hundreds more over the next few years talking the world of tennis and following that little fuzzy yellow ball Could around the world. Could you imagine Breakpoint 1000? Hey, look, it's only taken us three years and another 27 years. Federer, that sounds like Federer, a tournament. Federer still in a semi-final. Yeah, if we get another 27 years of this show, we will we will get there. There we go. So, fantastic stuff. Josh Campbell, thank you very much for being a part of the no show worries, today. No worries, Great to be here. And Joel Fritchie, as always, thank you very much. See you soon, mate. Thanks for the hat. No... <laughs> No worries, he's still playing with it. This is ridiculous. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Breakpoint Pod, Instagram, Breakpoint Podcast, Facebook, Breakpoint One. And uh, remember, Wooshka as well. Subscribe on iTunes. That's where you'll find all of our, well, we think it's wonderful content. And uh, remember, we'll see you next week talking all things Roland Garros. I'm Val Febo. Hope everybody has a lovely day and a lovely week.